0: Get ready, it's time! Motherhood Talk Radio, starring Sandra Beck, is the most powerful voice in women's issues today. As the owner of Motherhood Incorporated, Sandra brings you inspiring, influential, and interesting resources to help you navigate everything from child care to corporate formation. Each episode of Motherhood Talk Radio features guests who all have a story, experts in their field, and information you won't want to miss. We bring you everything from the latest crafting tips to how to be sexy in your 40s. From great parenting tips to moms facing some tough challenges, and most importantly, how to bounce back with style, Motherhood Talk Radio helps you make a difference in your world and the world around us. Being all you can be starts
1: right here, right now. Let's do it. Here's your host, Sandra Beck. Hey Mamas, this is Sandra Beck and this is Motherhood Talk Radio. We've got such a fun show for you today. We're going to talk about super moms, how to be one or how to just look like one, uh, because I'm kind of the super mom poser, but we've got a real super mom with us today. We're going to be visiting with best-selling author Angela Breidenbach. She is a mother, a grandmother. She's had just so many different mommy experiences that are going to help us uh, navigate what we need to Navigate as moms, but before we get to Angela, I want to thank our host today. Uh, Jet.com is sponsoring today's show. Now, if you're not familiar with Jet.com, it's a shopping site that makes it easy to save money on the stuff you buy all the time. Now, some of the cool things about JET is that The more you shop, the more the prices drop. So the more you add into your cart, the more you can save. And there's free shipping on orders over $35, free returns within 30 days, There's a two-day delivery on thousands of everyday essentials, which you don't have to pay more to get that two-day delivery. So that's very cool. Um, There's no membership or annual fees. And you get all those benefits without paying that extra price, which I really like. And then there's a 24-7 customer service with the Jethead team, which is just such a cool name. It's the Jethead team in Salt Lake City. Now. I want to tell you how I use jet.com. Recently, I had to fly to New York. Now, just so you know, I fly to New York almost every other month, sometimes every month because of the nature of my work. And I take the red eye out. I fly overnight. I land in the morning. I get my my meetings done in two days or three days most. Then I hightail it back to Los Angeles where I care for my two. I've got an elementary school age and a middle school age Boy, Then I also have my 83-year-old dad and three dogs to take care of. And so I'm so supporting, which means I pay for everything. I do everything for my kids and my family. So to get to the store is really tough for me sometimes. I also live... 17 miles from the nearest store. Now, I'm going to read you just quickly my grocery list because I actually did all of this from the airplane. I was flying JetBlue, which is fun for jet.com, but they have Wi Fi. So I was able to log into my jetblue.com account and they do have an app. So you can use the app if you want to. But I needed to get mechanical pencils, and they had to be medium because of my OCD son. I needed vitamin D, potato chips, ketchup, apple juice, Diet Coke, spaghetti, baking soda, Slim Jim's bottled water, Sensodyne toothpaste. I needed the taste of the wild smoked salmon dog food for my one spoiled dog who eats better than I do. Paper towels, paper Paper plates and index cards. Now, normally I would have to go to two to three stores to get all of those or go to one mega store and wait in line. But the cool thing that I did was I did it all from my computer and I ordered it two days before I was supposed to land. It came the day I landed as promised, exactly as ordered. And I was totally super mom because the things that my son needed for his report, all these things had to come together. We took care of our teeth. We even got a jump start on the weekend barbecue that we needed to do for soccer. So that was really cool for me. Now, if you want to try out jet.com what you can do is you can get ten dollars off your first three orders over thirty five dollars You just go to Jet.com and enter the promo code SUPERMOM, which is easy to remember because that's the theme of today's show. So remember, for $10 off your first three orders over $35, visit Jet.com and enter that promo code SUPERMOM. Now, terms and conditions apply, so you're going to want to go to Jet.com for details. But, boy, if you're looking to cut... Some of the drudgery, some of the lugging, some of the driving, some of the standing in line. I'm just tired thinking about it. I'm going to go right over to Angela because you're a big online shopper too. And I don't know what mom isn't today because it is convenient. And when you think of lugging all this stuff home, Angela, I just, I can't do it all. Maybe I'm too old. Maybe I'm too single. Maybe my kids are too lazy. Who knows? But being a mother and providing for a household is a lot of work. It's
2: a lot of work, and I used to have, you know, my six kids are grown, but I got down to a fine science walking into a grocery store with my grocery list, and I would send one kid off after two to three items, or and the next kid two to three items, the next kid two to three items, and I'd stand near the um, cash registers in an open area where I wasn't blocking people, and I'd fan all six kids out. And they'd all come back and fill my cart and we'd go out the door.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. You had your own little American Sherpas just running around carrying I things for you. I did. It was great. You know, in
2: the beginning when they were all, you know, little, it was really hard, you know, because you're juggling all these kids. And, you know, one always doesn't feel good. One's always hungry. One's always had a problem that day. And you're trying to go up and down the aisles. But um, to all those other super moms out there, I would say this one thing. Take the time to do the hard in the beginning. Take the time to train them to look at labels, to train them pricing, to train them like that, and within a few years, you could do what I did, fan them out, and they come back and you're out of the store. We could be in and out of a store in 10 minutes or less because they all, they'd all they run, they'd get it. It turned into a game, and it was seek and find, and the older ones would then help the little ones if they couldn't find what they were supposed to do. And if you train them well enough, with this was kind of funny, the, they got into high school and they, then I had a, a range of them from, you know, about six to 14. And so then the older ones, would, the little one would come back and he'd always be, you know, like in my view, but he couldn't find it. And I always would make them work for it. You know, I don't want to solve all their problems. I want them to learn. So then the older one would come back and say, no, no, you know, that's not the right one. Come on. And they'd take them, you know, under their wing and. And they'd go and they'd do what I did and stand behind them, make them look at the labels, and then show them and say, what do you think, you know? And then they'd, they'd get very proud and come back and fill my cart, and it, it was a great game. So that's, that's what I'd suggest for super moms with a lot of kids, you know? Even if you have two kids, teach them to divide and conquer in an appropriate way so they're not dividing and
1: conquering the adults. <laughs> Well, and that's, you know, would be perfect because I've got, you know, my two little nerd kids, you know, I've got nerd one and two and they (laughs) love their computers. So I'm going to teach them, you know, and they have, you know, the nice thing about products like jet.com is you can save your list. You can save what products you buy. You know, there's, there's a lot of functionality in there. So there, you just gave me a great idea because instead of me sitting down, I can have my kids get online online. Order the things they want and then hold the order, and then I will publish it. You know, I'll pay for it, I'll go through and check it. But what a wonderful idea because. Especially as kids get older, and my kids are really specific, Angela, it's like one of them has dry skin, he's got dry hair, he's got dry everything, and he's blonde and he's fair, the other one's got dark skin and dark hair and and green eyes, and he's, you know, like my little oil producing factory, so he's got, you know, this marvelous, marvelous skin, but... They each like different sunscreens, you know, they each like different, like the mechanical pencils in our house alone are enough to drive me nuts because my one son, he's big, he's got big hands and he's pretty strong. So he likes the big thick lead. And then my peanut likes the little thin lead. And, you know, I try not to harsh on him too much for their particularities, but that particular you know, there's a, there's a case to be made for going with the flow, but then there's a case to be made for really knowing yourself. And I think somewhere in between lies the, it kind of lies the truth. You know, and I think, um,
2: with jet.com, I'm, I have only vaguely heard of them before. So I'm really excited to try it myself because, um, I now have seven grandchildren and six, uh, kids and then their spouses. And, you know, there's a lot of people. And so it's like, what do you do when you have that many people to our family dinners overflow? We're actually going to remodel our kitchen this summer because we need to put in some of um, French doors that open outward so that in good weather we can actually turn the table and let it span out onto the porch. Because <laughs> we have, you know, we can easily have 20 to 30 people at, at our house for a family dinner or a, a birthday or an Easter tea or something like that, you know, and to be able to. sit down at the computer and just figure it out the other thing i like about something like this like jet.com is it is also very good for your budget not just because they give you the discounts but and i'm thinking about this it's like when you go online and you have your list you can keep your budget in check yes and for me it's like i we did have it down to a fine science you know but that was pre-internet you know it's like my kids really started graduating um, high school in like uh, 2002 was the first one. The Internet was still pretty brand new, and I was just beginning to learn how to shop online and do all that stuff. But we did from, the, from 1999 on, we began shopping online for Christmas, and we gave kids um, the catalogs and, and would shop for Christmas <laughs> from their catalog. <laughs>
1: Well, and I have my kids make their lists, you know, but they make them online and they email me, you know, what they'd like. And, I'm probably atypical. I know I'm definitely atypical from some of the California families here. My Christmas presents are also things they need. Yes, they get, you know, a couple video games and they get a couple nice things. But, like, my kids might get a new pair of sunglasses, a baseball cap, a sweatshirt. I mean, they're boys, so, you know, they're boys, so enough said. They'll get a new soccer ball. But they double for what the kids need during the year um there's not a whole lot of other than maybe a few video games there's not a whole lot of junk that i buy and then i do buy their stocking stuffers so to be able to get those online and Angela, by the end of the day, as a single mom, soul supporting, I am so tired. And I know there's other moms out there like me that either work full time, work part time or work from home or work at home with a pastel of kids. Yeah, it, it's it's any way you slice it. Motherhood is exhausting. Ask me my secret for Christmas when we come back. Oh, I can't wait to find your secret for Christmas. We're visiting today with best-selling author, mother and grandmother, Angela Breidenbach. If you want to find out more about her, you can go to AngelaBreidenbach.com. You can find her books anywhere books are sold. It's really so much fun to have a show with her talking about super moms because we really do try to do our very best. Now, if you want to get $10 off your first three orders over $35, visit jet.com, that's J-E-T, like the jet plane, and enter the promo code SUPERMOM, all lowercase, all one word, SUPERMOM, at the checkout. Now, terms and conditions do apply, so go to jet.com for details, but really think about how can you shave off your drive time, shave off your line time, all of these things can allow moms to have a little bit of peace of mind. We're going to get Angela's Christmas secrets when we come back after the break.
0: Stay with us. There's lots more great conversation to come on Motherhood Talk Radio with Sandra Beck right after these messages.
3: Have you heard? The pages of American Patchwork and Quilting magazine come to life on our new weekly online radio show, American Patchwork and Quilting. Join Pat Sloan, our blogging and quilt designer host, as she talks about the latest trends, ideas and inspirations her guests include quilt pattern designers authors quilt shop owners and our editors all quilters just like you call in with your questions get quilting tips from industry experts learn about free patterns hear behind the scenes stories from our magazines american patchwork and quilting quilt sampler and quilts and more get the scoop on free stuff and find out more about the best independent quilt shops in North America. To listen to a live show, tune in Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just log on to allpeoplequilt.com/slash radio. To hear past shows, go to iTunes and search for American Patchwork and Quilting Radio. We hope you'll join us because we know that quilting changes everything. It's
0: words never heard.
3: There are more cats in U.S. households than any other pet.
4: Most alluraphiles or cat owners know that unlike dogs, taking kitty for a ride in the car isn't any fun. I mean, you never see a cat hanging its head out the window, enjoying the breeze. Today's domestic cat is descended from a small, Mideastern wildcat. A group of kittens is called a kindle. And a group of adult cats is a clowder. What's the word for those dust balls composed entirely of cat hair? Pluffernugans personally i like pigs better than either cats or dogs dogs are subservient and look up to man cats are aloof and look down on man a pig however will look you in the eye and see his equal i'm carolyn davidson and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app too funny for word
0: Welcome back to Motherhood Talk Radio with Sandra Beck, bringing you interesting, influential, and inspiring guests every week, helping you make a difference in your world and the world around us. Let's get back to the show. Here's Sandra Beck.
1: Hey, mamas, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Angela Breidenbach. And before we went to break, we were talking about some super mom tips. And Angela, you said you have a great super mom tip for Christmas. And I know Christmas is not for a couple months, but who knows? Maybe you're listening right now and Christmas is next week. So we're going to talk about Christmas for a minute with Angela Breidenbach. You
2: know, for me, the best thing to do was I would listen to them when they chattered in the car a lot and then i would quietly make notes on what they wanted and then i would kind of just listen through the year and that's a great tip right so but phones are great for that cuz you can tap into your phone and write your little notes but then the online shopping what what i did was if it was something really special and we didn't want them to see it and i knew it was going to come during a most of the shipments we you know we knew would come during the day while they're at school but if they weren't i would ship it to my mother-in-law's house And pick it up there and then uh, we had a little cubby above our stairs it was in the bathroom and the and the door opened and then a second door a hidden door opened and there was a dead space by the stairs where my husband built in this cedar lined huge cabinet and like two or three kids could actually crawl in there and fit right we started getting all the christmas presents early via online or whatever and or sending them to my mother-in-law's and then i'd pick them up bring them home and stick them into that cubby close the secret door and when they opened it all they saw was a medicine cabinet (laughs) then on christmas eve we'd go to midnight mass and one of us would stay behind um get the kids in the car the other would be racing between the the cubby and the tree loading the tree out we'd come home and surprise there'd be all these presents
1: (laughs) That's so great. When I was little, Angela in Buffalo, we used to get up in the middle of the night and look out uh, my sister's bedroom window because we could see my dad bring in the Christmas presents in from our trailer. We had a trailer. We called her Molly. And so the trailer was always locked. So we put stuff, you know, my parents put stuff in there. I have two little snoops. And so they are really snoopy kids and they like to look around for things. And I've got some, I think some pretty good hiding places. And of course, you know, if they listen to the show, they'll find out um, (laughs) where I hide them. But one of the things that I do is I have a, a, a cabinet in my, it's like an under sink, under counter cabinet where I keep like a lot of pots and pans and stuff that I don't use. And then there's one that's over my stove. And so what I do is I take all those pots and pans that I don't use during the holidays like i have two lobster pots like i don't cook lobsters except for new years and i put my pots and pans out in the garage and then i stick my kids christmas presents in the like this the crawl space above my oven and then in one of my because they're not going to go in my kitchen and look for christmas presents and so I thought that was
2: new dishes. So,
1: (laughs) right. Yeah, that was like one of my ingenious ones. The other thing I do is I stick them in my luggage I have in my closet, like the four suitcases. So I stick them in my luggage using the luggage. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Exactly. But my one fun that thing that I do for big items that are hard to hide uh, my girlfriend and I swap houses for this. I hide her Christmas presents. We just put them in big garbage bags and put them in the yep. the, the garage. And mm-hmm. I hold her stuff and she holds my stuff. And it was really funny because one of my snoops got in there and he had the funniest look on his face a couple days before Christmas. And he said to me, Mommy, why did you buy me dolls? I don't <laughs> want dolls. And I said, I didn't buy you dolls. I don't think Santa's going to deliver you dolls. He's like, "Yes, mommy, I think he is." Ah. Well, you little snoop! Those aren't for you. My two of our kids
2: actually got coal for Christmas one year because they snooped. We start. We put out the just kind of the family presents and stuff, so they're decorative through the holiday, um, and then the big presents come out as the surprise. And he, um, he we had an exchange son from Japan here. And those two boys, um, one was, um, 16 and one was 17. Those two boys went snooping under the tree, shaking presents and such. So my husband took the packages apart, put them back together, but filled them with coal. So (laughs) it was great. It was like one of the most fun, um, events of, of Christmas. And the funniest thing was that our Japanese exchange student didn't understand the tradition of coal for naughty boys. So it was, you know, turned into a big explanation. <laughs> That's
1: pretty funny. That's pretty funny. <laughs> my mom when lighter, when but. we were little oh that's funny um my mom when we were little just to to have some fun she and my dad wrapped up cereal boxes and like cake mixes and put them under the tree and kept the real presents hidden and so like my brothers and sisters and I opened up we're opening up a cake mix and pancake mix and it was just a joke but Um, That was kind of a fun one. I will tell you, one of the things that I adopted when my kids were small, Angela, and it's been really fun, um, is... My kids only get one present from Santa. They know that their aunts and uncles and, you know, grandparents and, you know, everybody contributes to their presents under the Christmas tree. And a friend of mine told me about this, this tradition in their house. And I started it in my own just because I thought it was so cool. Um, You go and you find gold wrapping paper, like just like, like it looks like gold. And. Mm -hmm. The one present that they want, their most coveted or most, you know, desired present, um, as a parent, you know, you hope you get it right, but that, like for my one son, it was this li- this um, Thomas the Train that smoke came out of its head, and, you know, you put it on the track, and you put these pellets in, and it had real smoke, and yeah. so you we would wrap that, my dad and I wrapped that in gold, so in the gold, and I'd put a gold bow, and it would be really fancy, and so... They're older now and they realize like there isn't a Santa, but that's the Santa present. And it just added, yeah, it added a little sparkle because you get under the tree and you see the presents and they just, they can't wait to see the gold one. And when they were little, they wanted to open the gold one right away. Now that they're older, the gold one waits till the end because that's the one they're saving, you know, it's just fun. It's, it's a, it's a neat tradition that we've had a lot of fun with. And that's the point of these holidays is they should be fun.
2: We had a lot of fun. One particular holiday that all the kids remember was – and I think here's – I'm going to tie this into the supermom thing. Here we are at a totally different time of year. But, you know, there is no real such thing as a supermom. There's just really busy, overwhelmed moms who do the best they can to make life work. Well, some of the tips of that is thinking ahead. And if you can use a day timer or a Google calendar, I use my phone uh, and a day timer and, you know, Google calendar. So wherever I am, I can make notes to myself to remember something. And so, yeah, I think about Christmas way ahead of time. And this is one where we thought up a, a prank for our kids that worked out really well. Pranks are kind of normal in our house <laughs> <laughs> and I'll tell you, too, the first one was, you know, we had such a big family. The boys had grown shoulders, and they were so big. Well, we, we all were going off to Midnight Mass, and we were taking two vehicles. So my husband took the, the second vehicle, and he we had a Santa Claus elf that was, I don't know, he was about two feet long, and a sleigh that was about two feet long. And he took all of those special Santa Claus presents that you would have wrapped in gold But they were their big special present. And they all got wrapped in black garbage bags. The present was wrapped inside a black garbage bag. And they were all buried in the snow. (gasps) And And then the uh, sleigh and Santa crashed into the pine tree above our front yard. And things were dangling out. And, you know, Santa had had a crash. And the presents were all buried in the snow. So we got home. And they had to go and dig out their presents. (laughs) that's awesome <laughs> you know so that was one that was really great so it's like thinking of things that make Christmas memorable um that doesn't have to cost any money that costs no money and we still talk about it you know I don't know 10 years 12 years later
1: you know and
2: then there is
5: well,
1: that the Santa we, elephant all over our house <laughs> forever well and that's where, like, cell phones and stuff come in really fun. For many years, when my kids were little, I had, you know, a cell phone, Angela, with a camera on it. And I took one of my snowmen, or not my snowman, my Santas that sit on the bookshelf. And I stuck him up the fireplace with his feet hanging out. And I, I, I you know, he got a little dirty. But but I stuck him up there. And then I took a picture of his boots going up. And it was a little blurry and crooked. And, you know, I was doing the best I can with my arm and trying to get get it, you know, taking a nice picture. But the actual picture that was jarred and jerky was mm-hmm. the best picture because my kids were trying to figure out. I'm like, you guys, Santa was here last night. I got a picture of him on my phone. And then they would look, they recognized the fireplace, they could see their stockings, and they saw like these blurry boots, you know, like he was going up the <laughs> the fireplace at the last minute. And again, that that didn't cost anything, that was just something. And the kids still talk about how that was the indisputable proof in school in third grade when the kids were arguing whether there is a Santa or not. My kids were like, my mom got a picture of it on their cell phone of him going up the chimney. We had to get a key because we actually took our
2: chimney out. We took our stove out so Santa Claus couldn't come down it. So we actually have a key that allows Santa to open the door and come in. (laughs) The
1: special Santa key? That's awesome.
2: But the other, you know, the cell phone thing? That was another prank that was phenomenal. And it was actually my second son did it to my third son. He was home from college. And my second son, the night before, when when my youngest son fell asleep, stole his phone, hijacked it, and his phone then um, got pictures taken all over town for the next day on the phone of where the phone had been, like the the roaming gnome, you know? Uh-huh. Okay, so then he's like, where's my phone? Where's my phone? And there was all these sightings of his phone, but no phone all day long the next day for Christmas. And um, none of us knew exactly what had happened. And when it came time for um, my second son to give his present to his little brother, he gave him back his phone that had been wrapped in cellophane, wrapped in a baggie, and um, refrigerated in a big bowl of jello.
1: Oh, wow. So he had to, he
2: had to melt all, get, get all, eat all the jello, melt all the jello out to be able to get his phone back. And then it had a trail of where the phone had been in his photos. That's so fun. That is so. I bet he was mad though that he couldn't he get was, his phone. He was ticked, but again, it's one of those great memories we keep talking about forever, and it was funny, you know. It so, is funny. Yeah. So
1: there's there's a, there's there's a, a limit, way. You,
2: oh, go ahead. There's a limit where you have to say, okay, I can't do something that's really bad, but you know, some of these when they are humorous and they're memorable, and you talk about them for years, that's really what you want to create versus things that are money you know
1: absolutely we're visiting today with angela breidenbach we're talking about some superman tips that can get us through the holidays and ideas that we have to make family fun without spending a fortune we will be back uh after the break with more from sandra beck and angela breidenbach on motherhood talk radio
0: your day unfolds challenge what the future holds try and keep your head up to the sky love us they may stay with us there's lots more great conversation to come on motherhood talk radio with Sandra Beck right after these messages
5: We often ask, is that all there is? Why is this happening to me? Why am I always broke? How am I going to survive this mess? Then join Dr. Geraldine Tegeloff for Nature Spirits Speak, 7 p.m. Tuesday evenings on toginet.com. Geraldine is a metaphysician, nature intuitive, and prosperity coach who shares with you how she went from totally broke to living what she would call her perfectly prosperous life. Through the combination of a wealth of metaphysical knowledge and her amazing ability as an intuitive, Geraldine brings to you the secrets of her magical journey of healing emotionally, spiritually, and financially. As with the ancient seers and master teachers, Geraldine has a unique gift of being able to connect to the simple yet profound messages brought to us by Mother Nature and happily shares these through today's Note to Self on her webpage, naturespiritspeak.com. If you need help with your journey... Why not connect with Geraldine during her show, Nature Spirit Speak, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Central on toginet.com. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert,
0: Annette Hammond.
5: Preparing
1: your lunch at home and bringing it to school or work is usually a much healthier alternative than going out or ordering hot lunch. Weight Watchers offers some pointers to make preparing lunches a more pleasant experience and not a chore. Prep your foods on the weekends by cutting up veggies and putting them in Ziploc bags in the fridge. Multitask during meal preparation. When making dinner at night, prepare lunches for tomorrow at the same time and keep them in the refrigerator until morning. Have the kids help you put the lunches together. They can assist you and the job will be smoother. Make healthy lunches at home a priority and assure that you and your children are eating healthy, low-calorie meals. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. To hear other fitness and weight loss tips, visit our website at AnnetteHammond.com. Whoa.
3: Remember,
0: listen as your day unfolds, challenge what the future holds, trying to keep your head up to the sky welcome back to motherhood talk radio with sandra beck bringing you interesting influential and inspiring guests every week helping you make a difference in your world and the world around us let's get back
1: to the show here's sandra beck Hey, mamas, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Angela Breidenbach, and we are talking about super mom tips and ways to make holidays more fun. Now, we were talking about Christmas uh, just recently, and we're going to talk a little bit more about some other great fun pranks for holidays. Angela, we had a great one for Easter this year uh, for my older son, and it's so simple. You just take one of those big pop bottles, like a big leader one, And you peel the label back, like get one that you can just peel the label back a little bit. Then you take a sharpie and you make a thin cut right down the plastic. Don't cut the label, but down the plastic. Like a slice knife type thing? Yeah, yeah. And so you slice it open and then you slide your kid's cell phone in there. (laughs) And then you use double sided tape to tape the label down. Now you got to make sure the jar is dry. You don't want your phone getting sticky or wet. And then you put the cap back on, and you put the phone on the kitchen table. My son, my little one, thought it was the funniest thing since sliced bread. My older son was dumbfounded. He couldn't figure out how we got the phone in there. And it was so much fun. And it was one of those things that was just a no-brainer. Everybody's got a pop bottle laying around at some point in some year, and if you just peel that label back, slice it, and put your phone in there, um, it's hilarious. Um, A friend of mine copied the same idea, only they put the pop bottle on a one of those driving rc cars you know the remote control cars yeah, yeah. and so the the son was pitching a fit or whatever and he couldn't find his phone and his brother drove the phone into the kitchen using the remote control car with the pop bottle sitting on top of it with his phone inside oh you so gotta much people, fun um, you got to take that one step further and put the
2: video of the phone on you know? <laughs> <laughs> i think you know that's the thing though Is like when you're when you're trying to do the super mom stuff, you're trying to work, you're trying to do the laundry, you're trying to run all the, the household, you're trying to run all the kid activities, all this kind of stuff. Um, technology is really your really your friend. Um, I did a lot of work and being a writer, writing novels, and now branching out into screenplays and things like that. I taking my phone, taking my laptop or an iPad or something like that with me while I'm waiting for kids' rehearsals. Um, I'd get phone calls out of the way, make appointments for doctors, um, do the, do different small, you know, those 10, 15 minute annoying things that I got to get this done. I got to get that done. I would do that while I was waiting for kids at activities and I could knock a ton of stuff, uh, off of my list by doing things like that, you know, where you, you do it while you're waiting for them for an activity. And, um, some of the things that, you know, that you make it fun because you're not so stressed when you get home, you can focus on those little things while the kids are busy doing their activity. And then when you come home, you can look at them in the face and be with them, be present, you know. Um, But some of the things, too, for like Easter and springtime, fall, these things are fantastic because, you know, wheelbarrows make the best toys. And my husband started it with our oldest grandson, who's now eight and a half. But when he was just uh, able to sit up, you know, he put him in the wheelbarrow and would race him around the the front yard. And so the kids got used to, no kidding, yard tools are fun. So wheelbarrows, rakes, you know, whatever. And now we end up uh, in the fall, we not only have our grandkids, but the neighborhood kids, everybody's coming over, raking up our leaves because they know two things. One, they're going to have a leaf fest where they can throw them around and jump in them and have a blast. And two, at the end of the day, after all the leaves and needles and all that stuff are raked up, they're going to have a bonfire with s'mores. Oh. The whole day, these kids, none of them will go home. They are having so much fun raking up the leaves, the pine cones, the pine needles, raking up the sticks, doing all this stuff, racing back and forth. They have such a blast that... You know, their moms and dads are like, you know, they've been over there for three hours. I'm like, yeah, yeah, they're still working. Do they need? Nope, they're good. They just had snacks. (laughs) So you can turn all of these chores into a lot of fun if there's a great payoff at the end. And I think that's the thing that parents maybe sometimes forget is the payoff. It's like make sure there's that either that bonfire, you know, so you maybe you can't have a bonfire because you don't live out in the country, but you can still get those, um, what are those little fireplaces that you set on your porch and you can, war- you know, you can do s'mores around that, you know, and take some of your leaves or something like that. Um, there's just ways to turn chores into fun so that they're not on your shoulders.
1: But, well, and it- that's, the whole point is to get everybody involved as a family and to build some teamwork. And now I have some funny I, I guess I'm more of a goofball, Angela, with my kids. Um, I wanted to give people some fun mommy tips for uh, how to have fun, especially you know if you've got kids that have good senses of humor. Uh, these are some of the things that I've done this year. Um, I put a rubber
3: screen.. I,
1: I put a rubber snake in our mailbox. <laughs> so, and I sent my kid out to go get the mail. That was a crowd pleaser. Um, you know, you can freeze their breakfast cereal. Now, you can't use it and you don't want to waste it, but I took my little plastic bowl, I put the Cheerios in there, I put the milk in, and then I froze it. <laughs> and then right before my kid came down for breakfast, my little one is like, Mom, Mom, my cereal's frozen. So that's something fun that you can do. Um, oh, take that one even a step further. I'd say, Oh, yeah. Ahead smoothies and I'd throw it in the blender. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's funny. Yeah. You could make it into a smoothie. You could get it out of the bowl. Good luck with that. Um, the other one that I had some fun with is I took some green food dye and I was making my teenager's lunch one morning because he was running late. And I thought, you know what? He didn't get up and make it. And I was like, oh, do I let him go to school without food that I like made it? And then I took some green food dye and I sprinkled it on the bread that totally looked like mold. Like it was so disgusting. Um, he ate it anyway. And so it was fun. Um And then for my little guy, when they're growing, this is one, you can only really do it once. You got to make it count. If you tell them, oh, my gosh, your feet are growing so big. And you keep talking to them about their feet growing big. And then right before you're going to go out somewhere, stuff toilet paper or Kleenex in the toes of their shoes. (laughs) (laughs) just to see their faces like oh my feet really have grown so big I mean these are just some fun things they don't cost anything they don't you know they're not going to do any grievous harm and um but they're fun they're fun things to do with your kids
2: I think that's a really crucial thing though is to train humor into your kids because if you can make it fun um you know if we had to do yard work um we I would sing with them I would we would tell jokes you know that kind of thing because it makes the time go faster and I think it's really important you know and for even my grandkids it's funny because I would sing the pickup game and we would that's how my kids learned to pick up their toys well it was really funny because my oldest son brought his two over and he was singing and they had made up their own song different from the one we'd grown up with and they would you know you know Time to pick up, pick up toys, pick up toys. You know, you just sing it through, and then it's like I can put in more toys than you. Race, race, race. race. <laughs> you know, and you, and you just they they want to they want to have fun when you do things like so we use a, and then I would sing their names to them. They all had name songs, you know, and uh, that's um, that way they would learn how to spell their name. So you know. Uh, I, I don't say my kids' names or my grandkids' names on air, so um, I'll just use my own. You know, and it would just be A N G E L A A A N G E L A. You know, and then they would learn how to spell their name, and um, that is who you are. You know, you just make it up, and it's ditties, and it doesn't make sense to anybody else except the kid. So you use the same tune, the same silly ditty every time. And they start to learn how to say and spell their names. So it's protective, you know, and when you're in the car and you're, you talk and you play and you, you know, but I know for 4th of July is a really big holiday for us. And we're, you know, my husband's just really big on 4th of July. So this year, and luckily he doesn't really listen to um, anything but sports. So he won't hear this, but this year I want to make him a giant checkerboard that can be played outdoors. And so then I also, you know, I'm, you can either spray chalk it out onto the driveway or chalk it out onto the grass, or you can make a, a cloth or you can use, you know, garbage bags and paint it or cardboard, whatever. But I'm, I want to do a giant checkerboard for him, just like you might see in downtown Seattle or downtown Portland, you know, and then it's just that we love yard games and yard games are huge. But when you're out there and you're playing, it makes talking and communicating a really good thing. But it's also, again, a lot less money. You can either cut it out of cardboard or my husband, because he does heating and air conditioning, has these big cord wheels that you can take the wood pieces off each side. And you've got these giant discs that are, you know, two feet around. Perfect. Paint one side one color, paint one side the other color. Giant checkerboard game, right?
1: That's cool. And if you live in the city, you can use, like when I lived in Los Angeles, you know, we we used to use chalk a lot on the driveway and then chalk on the street. The one thing that you said, Angela, that struck me is how important kids' names are. And when you were talking about the name song and picking up toys... Um, One of the things that I found really helpful, and I learned this from another parent. Now, she had really fancy, like, tote bags. They were kind of like these large utility totes, and they had their names monogrammed on the side. And Mm -hmm. I have those now, but at the time, I didn't have the money, so I just went to Walmart and picked up some large utility totes. They look like laundry baskets, but they're fabric. And Mm -hmm. I took a Sharpie and I wrote mom on one, grandpa on the other, Zach on one, and Max on the other one. And these were our laundry bags, laundry totes. But I would give the kids and say, okay, walk around the house, pick up everything that's yours that goes to your room. And having their name on something, I think made things a lot easier because if I just told them, pick up the stuff and go to your room, take it to your room, there'd be some lip. And this, you know, when you get these bags out, and we've been using these bags, Angela, for like five, six years now. And they're they're wonderful because you can pick up their clothes, pick up their laundry, pick up their books, pick up their shoes, like whatever it is. And it's also really fast when you need to clean up your house because people are coming over at the last minute. And that's one thing that we're going to talk about when we come back from the break. We're visiting today with Angela Brydenbach on Motherhood Talk Radio. And we're talking about being a super mom and what are some of our super mom tricks and we know that nobody can really be a super mom but we can have super moments and super memories and create super fun things for everyone in the household without super mom losing her mind and that's one of the things that we want to talk about today is how do you do these things without Being upset, being overwhelmed, parenting is hard enough, but we're here to help you make it fun to not spend a lot of money and to use such great programs as Jet.com to make your parenting and motherhood experience easier. We'll be back after the break.
0: Stay with us. There's lots more great conversation to come on Motherhood Talk Radio with Sandra Beck right after these messages. I am
3: beautiful
4: no
5: information about book publishing is power the power to change your authoring life and the power to change the lives of your readers so join us for your guide to book publishing everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host dr judith briles It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know, but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursday evenings at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific.
4: It's words never heard. Man cannot live by bread alone. He must have his peanut butter. Peanut butter is a pate of childhood. And it's not just for kids, his dogs love it too. Last night I gave my dog a pill hidden in peanut butter. What's a word for a messy concoction that helps the medicine go down? Sliver sauce. Mice apparently prefer peanut butter to cheese when it comes to luring them into the trap. But there are even more practical uses for peanut butter. Peanut butter contains natural oils, which makes it perfect for removing all kinds of sticky things like gum stuck in your shoe or in your hair. What's a word for the fear of peanut butter sticking to the roof of your mouth? And according to Barry Goldwater, if you don't mind smelling like peanut butter for two or three days, peanut butter is a darn good shaving cream.
0: It's words you never
4: I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words.
0: Welcome back to Motherhood Talk Radio with Sandra Beck, bringing you interesting, influential, and inspiring guests every week, helping you make a difference in your world and the world around
1: us. Let's get back to the show. Here's Sandra Beck. Hey, mamas, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Angela Breidenbach, and we are talking about super mom tips. We've talked about you know, summer fun in the backyard. We've talked about Christmas. We've talked about fun things to do uh, with your kids, even just in the kitchen. Uh, We've talked about the importance of names and and putting names on things like a, like a laundry basket or a box or something that is your child's with their name on it. And they can use that to help pick things up. Angela, with your brood, uh, you have to have a few laundry tips, a few good ones for me.
2: Oh, my favorite, favorite, favorite is, first of all, I do order my laundry soap online (laughs) because I buy the giant size. And I don't want to carry that weight. I did big, giant bags of dog food and cat bag online for the longest until we don't have a dog anymore. Now we have horses, two miniature horses. But the laundry tips for me, and this has backfired on me as a Grammy, so I'll tell you why. It's kind of funny. So for years, uh, what I did was I did probably three, four loads of laundry a day. I would bring up each load toss it on the couch, and all of a sudden I would say, okay, everybody grab your own stuff. Everybody would sort through, It become a, a, the clothes would fly all over the place, and then all that would be left would be the towels and the washcloths, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and even my husband would grab his own stuff, right? So it really cut down. So when you have eight people's laundry, suddenly there's almost no laundry left on the couch to fold because they've all had to take care of their own. But, um, what happened is now the kids all grew up and I got used to throwing the pile of laundry (laughs) and say, okay, (laughs) everybody grabbed the laundry and I'm looking, wait a minute. It's all mine.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's funny. That's funny.
2: But yeah, throw the laundry out, have them grab their own stuff and, um, help them learn to fold it and you're done. And what you can then do is a sign okay it's towels for you today it's towels for you the next day you know what i mean so that they they then trade off the bigger items but it was pretty fair for me if all i had to do was fold the, the remainder versus eight people's stuff you know well,
1: absolutely and you know the power of color is one of the things that i implemented in my house and again it was it was learned by another uh, mom with a bunch of kids and a single mom and she's she kind of kept everything with each person having a color family. Like, like in my house, Angela, the tan stuff is my dad's. The blue stuff is Max's. The green stuff is Zach's and the white stuff is mine. So it's really simple for the towels to go into the right room or the kids to grab their towels. It's really easy for them to grab their sheets. And, I know it doesn't go with the Pottery Barn decorating everything looking, you know, like a magazine, but it certainly simplifies things. And so, whenever I can, um, even down to the point of buying, you know, candy or buying things, I try to buy, like if it's a soccer ball for Max, it's going to be blue. If it's a, if it's going to be for Zach, it's going to be green. If it's flippers or, you know, the um, goggles for the pool the the you know just stuff like that that you know if it's a if it's a pencil sharpener I've kind of got it conditioned so I know whose is whose because there's nothing worse than going that's mine no that's mine that's mine yeah and especially if they're like in the same age group because a
2: couple of our kids were you know I had four and he had two and so one of his and one of mine were the same age in one age group and one of his and one of mine were the same age in another age group so there's a lot of developmental same things and so it was really really interesting so you know when we married we had our kids were six to 14 and then they've all you know grown up together and and now we have all these grandkids and so you know it got to be where um, even after school snacks was really hard because the volume and then they'd bring home friends so we had a magical cookie tray and what happened was I would make a double batch of cookie dough And I'd put it in a container that they weigh in the back of the fridge that they wouldn't recognize. It wouldn't look like a cookie bowl. And every day after school, they'd come home to fresh cookies and they could never figure out they thought I made them fresh every day. (laughs) (laughs) So they were, you know, and as they got into high school, they started figuring out there was some container in the back that wasn't see-through that always seemed to be there. (laughs) And then I had to start moving half of it to the freezer. So, they would <laughs> but I didn't have to remake the dough all the time. I just pull it out, make a dozen cookies, you're done. You know. And so they'd have cookies and fruit or cheese, you know, and stuff like that. But it would be in ready to go. And then I trained them to cook. So they started in the kitchen with me at as soon as they could stand. Even even as soon as they could sit, they'd sit on the little counter and we'd mash out dough or work together and. Um, we'd make a mess. But you know what I learned? I learned that it was easier and quicker to let the child work with you, train and learn and make the mess and take the 10 minutes to clean it up when they were too young than it was to try to train them to love being in the kitchen and cooking and cleaning with you when they were in junior high and high school. That's too late. You need to start when they're very young and you need to make it fun and they need to be praised all through that. And when you're doing dishes with them, and they're two and three years old, you're splashing and making bubbles. Sure, it takes 10 minutes longer. Sure, it takes 20 minutes longer. But those few training years take away hours and hours of agony
1: in junior high and high school. Well, and arguing, you know, I'm a big proponent of of keeping the arguing down to a minimum. And, you know, I just want to go back to my green, blue, you know, tan white thing for a minute um here's some of the things that we either have I put a sharpie dot like I take a sharpie marker Angela and I dot it or I buy it outright in the kids different colors like a hairbrush a toothbrush soccer ball sports bag headphones phone case pencil case um charging cables battery pack the kindle case you know taking a sharpie and you know it's not always um elegant especially when your kids get into middle school and they're like hyper conscious of everything you can put a little dot a blue dot or a little green dot you know to identify which belongs to what kid you don't have to write their name on it or put an m or a z you know there's things like that that you can do um we have my kids our computer each one has a chromebook for school and you know what mouse is for who and all these little things putting little dots on things with a sharpie marker has saved so many arguments Angela, i can't even tell you
2: well, and I think teaching um, early on and even even as they grow older, teaching compassion. You know, what happens if the other one loses theirs? How do we teach them to share? Um, giving of themselves and, you know, trading off and maybe it's somebody's chore, um, but maybe it's their birthday and their birthday happens to fall on that day of the week that it's their chore. Um, maybe the kids can learn compassion and giving them themselves rather than buying a present they take over that chore so there's there's ways to learn how to give and be compassionate and be loving and it really cuts down the headache on us moms later and i think that's the biggest problem that we forget is that sowing those seeds early um reaps you a harvest later and otherwise
1: you get weeds Well, and you know, you get gray hair sooner than later and Mm -hmm. parenting ceases to become fun. Like one of the things, and you know, I'm blessed, Angela, because I've been on the radio since my kids were born. So I've been able to talk to parenting experts, moms, um, you know, guests who've given me these great ideas over the years, but the one that's been the most most powerful is if you teach them when they're knee high, when the boys are, you know, and I put my hand over my head this high, you know, when they're great big, um, they will, you know, and you'll have some bumps and bruises in the teen years, of course, but oh, by yeah. and large, the patterns you set down when they're little are the patterns that they, and, you know, and I hope they carry these patterns into their own life and their own homes, because then you can have kids you really enjoy, and I can say without a shadow of a doubt, I really enjoy my kids. Um, but I will say that they are disciplined. They are regimented. We have systems in the house and they know what those systems are and they can follow them and it makes it better for everyone. And that way I can enjoy selfishly. I can just enjoy my kids. I'm not exhausted or frustrated or angry with them because they're kids. I think
2: that, and I think, um, When we want to read or we want to enjoy a show or something like that, if we we don't have to listen to and watch kids shows all the time, sometimes we want to um, be involved with helping them understand maybe it's PBS shows, maybe it's, um, you know, National Geographic and learning about the world and finding fascination in things when we instill curiosity. When we instill compassion, when we instill the joy of work and that you have value and that that work has value, then there is a purpose in life. Just like Ecclesiastes is there's no purpose, uh, uh, you know, under the sun unless you can find joy in the giving and the compassion toward others. Now, that's very paraphrased.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that was very well paraphrased. Um, I think, too, you know, as a, as just a, a, a leave behind. um Telling your kids from a very young age that you need some time. Look at I'm going to go take a bath. This is mommy time. I'm going to go in the bathroom. This is mommy time. I'm going to read a book. This is mommy's time. I think that that teaches kids outstanding boundaries to know that they can also set boundaries and limits with people because as we set them with our children, it helps them grow up to happy adults. What's your last piece of advice, Angela, before we end the show? I think my last piece of advice is
2: to let them be responsible for themselves because if they're able to place blame on someone else and we let them get away with placing blame, they will never take responsibility for themselves and that will be your most difficult battle. So accepting responsibility for our own behaviors and being responsible to change that behavior is going to be the thing that can make or break a kid going into adulthood.
1: Absolutely. Angela, where can people find out more about you and your books?
2: Well, thank you for asking. My name is AngelaBreidenbach.com, and then you can also find out more about me on, you can find me on Amazon or Facebook or any of your local retail stores. And I have a new show coming out called Lit Up with Angela Breidenbach, and it's all about enhancing and entertaining and enlightening your life through great literature, book reviews, and getting into the how-to behind the writing industry if you want to have a lucrative career. So thank you for having me, Sandra.
1: Oh, I love hanging out with you on the air. It's so much fun. I I cherish your friendship. I, I respect your wisdom and your expertise, not only in the literary community, but also as a parent and a mother and a wife. I think when we know better, we can do better. And that's why shows like this exist so that we can share information. We can share great tips. And I encourage you mothers, enjoy your kids. Enjoy your parenting years. They do not last forever. Someday you're going to miss the lego you stepped on uh while vacuuming or you heard it clack up in your vacuum and maybe you won't but i have a sneaky suspicion you will this is sandra beck and angela breidenbach for motherhood talk radio we'll be back again next week
0: Thanks for being with us today on Motherhood Talk Radio, starring Sandra Beck. Motherhood Talk Radio brings you interesting, influential, and inspiring guests to help you be all you can be. Everything from great parenting tips to moms living with cancer, starting a family, or starting a business. Making the most of how you bounce back with style. Join us next week for another great guest you won't want to miss here on Motherhood Talk Radio, live every Tuesday afternoon on Toganet.com.